Hello, you're listening to the Bonded Books Podcast, where we discuss books, fight over book boyfriends, and the lack of filter is a family trait. If you're lucky, you might even hear one of our dogs barking in the background. Because hey, if we have to deal with them, then so do you. We hope to dazzle you with our discussion while not being hurtful to the authors we feature. Success not guaranteed. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Today's book is To Touch a Dragon, a Venus Needs Men book. It's book one in the Tropical Dragon series by Naomi Lucas. We have read her stuff before and liked her. So yeah, I I wanted to start by saying I absolutely love the artwork on the cover of this book. Mm-hmm. I thought it was so different and sexy. It was cool. It was a nice cover. And I kind of liked this series being a little different because well, when you get to the very end of the book, it says, and I think in her dedication, she said thank you to these authors. And she had a fun time working on the series. So when I looked it up on Amazon, it actually turns out that this book, The Venus Needs Men series is Mm -hmm. a series that her and three other authors worked on. But Mm -hmm. for her, hers is like the tropical dragons and the other authors have different dragons in different parts of this world in the Venus Needs Men series. It was interesting. And I really love this beginning of this book because I had said before, nobody ever starts a series where the men have died off or disappeared for whatever reason. It's always the women. And lo and behold, I picked this book and this book is about a problem with the men on this island dying out since a red comet appeared running, soaring through the skies. It was very different and also kind of cool. But then also because the men are dying out and there's not that many men. And if they do have children, they're not necessarily always having male children. So the options for procreation are getting smaller and smaller. Because that's happening, the men in the society are revered and like protected and special. That part I didn't like because over that. At the same time, I could kind of see how if you only have like one or two men to choose from, they would be kind of like prized possessions. Well, it didn't even phase me because I grew up in a household where my brother was the sun rose and set on him. So that didn't even strike me as odd because I've lived it and I've seen it happen in some of my other friends' families' dynamics. Um, I didn't think it was odd. It's just annoying because I'm sick of men getting special treatment because like they're men. Yeah, but how many times do we read books and it's the women that are disappearing and the woman is revered? We'd have to read about 7 trillion books with that as (laughs) the setting to fucking equal out all the bullshit inequity that we've had in our lives. 
Yeah, you're talking about real life. I'm talking about fantasy because, yeah, real life women always get the short end of the stick. I don't care what the hell people say. It's true. So, yeah, I, I'm just talking about in books. But, yes, if you're talking about life in general, yes, the woman always bears the brunt of the struggle in life. The first chapter in this book actually confused me because as I was reading it in the first chapter, I didn't get the sense that the person that this POV was, was a female until like the next chapter. I didn't have that feeling. Maybe because I didn't read the blurb and I don't know, it just didn't really stick out to me that it was the sister speaking about her brother. I, it very easily could have been a brother speaking about his other brother, but then at the same time, that wouldn't really make sense because the first chapter talks about how Leaf, the brother, Mm-hmm is the last male to be born in our generation to the coastal tribes. And this is the day that he is moving tribes to go be with the sand hunters. And he is supposed to be wed to somebody from the sand hunters. And he is going to have sons, hopefully with that person. Yeah, because in the very first page, it says there's a conversation between the brother and her. He, she says to him, you're brave. And he says, but Isa, I am not. I don't know. I just automatically knew it was a. It was her because in the blurb it says, "I'm doomed to be the last monarch of my people, and the time has come to escort my brother to the neighboring tribe." Well, that's what I'm saying. I didn't read the blurb before I read this book, and oh. so it just was not super apparent to me in chapter one that it was a female speaking. Yeah, this is why I don't know how you could not read the blurb. Well, you didn't read the blurb about the last book. Wait a minute. <laughs> I didn't read the description of the book. But in this book, when you start reading it, the very first thing, instead of saying yeah. prologue, it says blurb. That's what I read. I don't I never read that. Because that's usually what's in on Amazon. That's this. It's the same thing that's on Amazon. And I don't like to read that because I don't want to have any spoilers in there. All right. Well, since I read it, I'm going to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Okay. Yeah, go so, ahead. So in the blurb, whether it's on Amazon or in the book, it says that the, it explains that the human race is dying out because of a red comet. And that she is the last female of childbearing age in her tribe. And she has spent her whole life protecting and taking care of her brother. It's time for her to escort him to the neighboring tribe so that he can mate and hopefully produce more male heirs. The huntress finding a dragon in the northern plains. And when that huntress touches the dragon's hide, the beast transforms into a virile, possessively bonded male. With a thundering heart and nothing left to lose, I venture into the forbidden jungle to find such a dragon, to touch him, to take his seed, to bear his burden. But the dragon I find is nothing at all like I imagined. And then they have the map. Did you see the map? Yes. Okay, so it's... I. Loved the picture of the map because it's got a dragon in the corner and it says Venus land of the comet and it shows you where the different tribes are. And then we get to the beginning where she's saying goodbye to her brother and getting ready to take him to the new tribe. 
So the first chapter is basically her taking her brother to the new tribe. But I like the fact that even in the first chapter, they introduce other mystical beings, that there's mermaids that are going to escort them through the treacherous part of the waters to get them to the sand hunters. Yeah, but then <laughs> this goes into... One of the things I didn't like about Leith, this is a, something I highlighted. My gaze drags back to my brother, who's now languishing on his side, his fingers playing with Aaliyah's wet hair while the mermaid dapples his jaw with kisses. Leith needs my protection, I think, sourly. So he's basically a huge lazy fuck. And also at one point in this journey, he starts playing with the mermaid's nipples. Like, you're on your way to meet your future bride and you're like having all these weird inappropriate interactions with the mermaid i didn't well, i really didn't like interesting that well i did because the mermaids are described they're sirens they're are they're practice at the art of seduction i didn't even bat an eye at that my note is lazy fuck he doesn't help her row the boat he doesn't help her do anything. He's basically the quintessential baby of the family, only male. I'm going to sit back and let the woman do all the work. Well, maybe it doesn't bother me as much because this is exactly how my brother was in my family. And I was always the protector of my little brother from day one. I was four years older than him. I always took care of him. I stepped in if people were being mean to him. He would, our whole lives, he would still come to me for, with concerns he had or conversations. It doesn't bother me. And I guess the fact that I lost my brother, I cut him even more slack. And sure, there were times where I was like, this is bullshit, you know, where he was just treated like a prince. But, you know, I blame the parents for that. So I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. We're going to agree to disagree. But it is in that chapter where... They, she hears this high-pitched screech and she asks the mermaids, what is that? And they, the mermaids say, we need to go. It's not safe here. And she notices that all the birds are, are flying in the sky. They've all taken off and the reptiles have disappeared from the water. And the, one of the mermaids tells her it's a mating call. That was a little weird to me because we find out at some point in the book that the mating call is actually from a female dragon, mm -hmm. not a male dragon. I just thought that her hearing the dragon for the first time or the mating call would be the male calling to her. So it was a little bit different in this book that the first time she hears the dragons, it's actually not like her future mate. It's some other female that is basically just calling to like a cat in heat. It's like calling to any dragon that will answer. Well, that's exactly what it is. And I'm an equal opportunity, you know, call out, I need to get laid you know, whether it's the female or the male. And I think that's kind of how it works in the animal kingdom is that sometimes it is the female and then the strongest of the males has to fight for her or, you know, mate with her so that they can produce a line of equally strong offspring. That's totally how it works in the animal kingdom, but you don't normally see that in books. There's not usually like in Ice Planet Barbarians. It's not like there's other female Ice Planet Barbarians there. There, I mean, there are, but 
not i don't know i just wasn't expecting it it was different i didn't hate it. i'm just saying it kind of stood oh, out okay. to me that it was a little different we also get some more info on this mysterious comet Mm-hmm. So it says the comet appeared several weeks ago. She says that she almost didn't notice it because of the moon, but she realized that the moon changed colors. Mm-hmm. The moon was usually a dull yellow and then it turned to red. And the shift, she says, was startling and abrupt. Only the sun has ever been red. And then the mermaids tell her that the shrieks that she hears, that mating call is from dragons and the red comet is kind of what stirs them awake to mate. Yeah. Yes. It's very different. So we get the first four chapters actually in her POV. Mm-hmm. And then the fifth chapter is in the male's POV. His name is Chaos, which I loved. Yeah, I like that too. Uh-huh. And so his chapter is titled Chaos Awakens. The highlight I have from that chapter is I am an earth and water dragon, ancient and strong, born of two powerful elemental breeds with an affinity for both, a jungle dragon. I claimed this jungle terrain long ago. I highlighted that too. That was cool. Yeah. Yes, and then it was also when he says he he's awakened by the call of a femme dragon. I thought, yeah. oh, that's an interesting. So I guess the red comet awakens the female dragons first, and then her call combined, I guess, with the red comet is what really stirs him awake. And then at some point he can tell that another alpha dragon is stirring awake nearby in its own territory right and he also talks a little bit about what happens it it says once we let a femme dragon's heat enter our nostrils our shafts remain taunt until our seed is gone or death (laughs) i like the way he talks because he does talk he came across very much like he's an ancient i just picked up on how angry he is once he really meets the (laughs) the female it's I, I knew, just anger. <laughs> well, of course he's angry. Yeah. So what happened that we didn't talk about is once she drops her brother off at this new village, her, one of her BFFs lives in this village and she tells her that somebody came through their village and set, was talking about the dragons and that if you touch, if you're a human and you touch a dragon, the dragon becomes a man. And they're all excited because there are no men and they want to have men and they want to have a family. So she thinks if this is true, I'm going to start walking through the jungle and see if I can find a dragon to become my man. Yes, she very, very, very much wants a man of her own she tells her like bff like okay like i'm good here i'm not gonna stay for the like three days or four days that she was supposed to stay for the celebration she's like i think i'm actually gonna leave tomorrow morning and so she leaves the next day and i think part of her is hoping that she can use that window and sneak off and find a dragon but when she does that she does end up getting in the boat and everything but the mermaids don't come back to help her return to her home village. So now she's making that return uh, journey by herself. And it's a little scary because she can hear that femme dragon in the distance. And it's obviously a lot of work. I think she has a boat, right? She's trying to like row the boat. She's on a raft. Herself. Yeah, it's not like 
a motor powered <laughs> boat yeah, by so any means. I think the mermaids do not come back because as we continue to read in chapter five, he mentions, Chaos mentions that he can smell another alpha dragon and he's starting to wake up and he says there is an alpha water dragon to the north mm -hmm. and two other jungle dragons to the south and the west. And I started thinking, well, if the dragons are stirring and he's, he does say at one point he's going to have to fight this dragon, I guess, for the rights to claim this female dragon, if this water dragon is stirring in the ocean, of yeah, the mermaids aren't gonna come. They're they're gonna hide. <laughs> yeah, they're probably <laughs> terrified. Nobody knew that that dragon was coming, right? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. we know that because we get Chaos's point of view, but she has no idea why the mermaids didn't come back. And so she's making this kind of scary journey back by herself. But at the same time, she's like, the risk is worth the reward because if I can figure out a way to try to find a dragon of my own, then I could have a male for myself. Right. So she takes off. She is much a badass in her village. So she's used to hunting before, but she's never done this before. So she is taking the jungle river with this raft to go looking for this dragon in this chapter that's called A Fatal Touch. I liked how they described this because it was kind of scary where she can smell this musky scent and she suddenly sees bubbles rising through the mud and she's like what the hell is that right and it then it says something long enormously thick and covered in algae emerges from the water right where my oar has been glittering green and black scales catch the light where the algae falls away the tail it's a tail it has to be so huge that the entirety of the river is displaced as it sizes up. <laughs> it was cool. And I also kind of liked how, yes, he's a forest dragon, but it's more forest. I was picturing like Florida where it's like swampy. She's, you know, he's in the water. So he's like a big crocodile dragon sort of thing. It was kind of cool. It's not yeah. like she's walking through a forest with the trees and everything. She's like floating down the, like the jungle cruise, like the jungle cruise river. Yeah. She's trying to figure out when to get out of there or how to get away from it. She wants to row, but she doesn't want to draw attention to her, the raft. And suddenly when his tail resurfaces, it it kind of forces her raft towards a tree and she barely escapes before the raft is destroyed. And it's, she says it's lost to the river. Mm -hmm. Then the, the monstrous body reappears, the razor sharp black spikes reappearing. The beast keeps rising, revealing a body so big, so deeply green and black that I can't tell shadow from limb. And I was like, oh my God, this thing is gigantic. He's huge. And he's actually scary. It's not like he's a big dragon and he sees her and he instantly is in love with her. No, no. he's like super scary to begin with. <laughs> Even yes. when he turns into a man he's still kind of scary yeah and he he lets out a roar that scares the crap out of her and she's like it's a dragon she says the tail is near a dozen times the length of me oh my god so I when she loses her balance 
that's how she touches him, right? She grabs onto his tail to try to. Yeah, ahead. she's like losing her balance and she's slipping and she grabs on. I think that she thinks she's grabbing onto a tree. Yeah. She's, at this point, she's like, instantly regret my decisions. Zero out of 10 would not recommend. Get yeah. me the fuck out of here. So she's trying to like hold on, but because he's like rocking the water and she lost her boat, it's kind of a fucking mess. So she grabs onto something thinking it's a tree when actually it was his leg or part of his tail or something. So, and then she oh, had, like sorry. basically she accidentally touched him. Yeah. And I like the next chapter. It's called, uh, it says Chaos Mate Bonds. And I highlighted. A, a whole paragraph from this because can I read it? Is that okay? Sure. So he roars and he, then he hears this other weird noise and he's like, is the force screaming back at me? You know, and then it's, it says from his point of view, I shake the centuries of algae off me. My body tightens as my wings shake off mud and water. No matter, steam pours from my mouth. The comet's magic already has me. The priming has already begun. Something annoying still hangs off my tail and I flick it again. The forest strange scream returns to my ears. So he takes to the sky knowing he's going to dislodge this thing. But when he pushes up, nothing happens. It says his wings, my wings can't take my weight. How long have I been asleep? Hundreds of years of existence, and I've never been plagued with such weakness. I turn my rage to the annoying thing on my tail, twisting towards it. A creature is wrapped around my limb, clutching tightly, hazy in the evening shadows. All it does is open its mouth and that scream, it tear tears through me, dispersing the fem dragon's pheromones from my nostrils. And all of a sudden he, he recognizes it and he goes, it's a, a wretched, weak human. Ew. <laughs> He's like, I have cooties. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like its hands touch my ancient and powerful hide. It's puny. Glinting eyes stare back at me in horror. And he says, human, do you know what you've done? And I'm like, oh my God. This was what I highlighted from that chapter. Okay. Horror and rage crash through me. The only creature besides my own that can fell a dragon. The only creature that can steal our immortality, which I was like, oh, fuck. Um, and mate bond with us. And then I think it's the same paragraph or maybe a little bit later. It says, all I can think of as pain shreds my senses is vengeance. Mm -hmm. Oh, he's so mad. Of course he's mad. This was really different too, where, yeah, I highlighted that too, but I've already, I almost read you the whole chapter. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's weird he, because he's not able to shift back to his dragon form. Once she touches him, he, he really does turn into a man. Well, a man with dragon features. Dragon, kind yes. Of. And he it loses his immortality. And I thought, oh my God, no wonder he's pissed. Yes, I'd be, and he's I'd be not as strong. Too. So then the next chapter, I highlighted what he looks like. Okay, go ahead. This is from her point of view. His body is a pale green with a mixture of mossy colored and emerald scales over his joints. Much smaller than those he had when he was a dragon, although still the same. Black hair, 
long, snake-like and straight, falls wet around his face, down his chest, where it's plastered to his limbs. Strange black wing-like appendages sprout out from the sides of his arms. They remind me of his large wings from before, only smaller. That was weird, too, because so the wings aren't on his back. They're on his arms. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the picture... Oh, my Kendall shut again, but... Yeah, it looks like it's on his back, but it's not. Well, maybe they're attached from his arm to his back. Who knows? I don't know. But I don't I'm know. Like, oh, oh my God, this thing is amazing and horrifying all at the same time. I love this description. And he's got small black claws where his fingernails are supposed to be. Yeah, he had claws and not f- like normal fingers. He was very much a man, but not. Right. Yes, and he doesn't shift into a regular human male, and I thought, oh, this is really cool. I kind of liked how pissed off he was. Yeah, I was worried that you wouldn't like that, because it's not, you don't like the rejected mate. And I'm like, oh, he rejects her all over the place. No, because they don't really have a mate bond here. I don't feel like this is a mate bond. He would have done this with anybody if a human touched him i don't feel like they have a normal bond in this book it but they did bond because he says to her you don't know what you've done now we are bound together yeah but they're stuck together they don't it's not like they <laughs> well actually, that's true there's literally nothing special about her other than the fact that she was the first human to touch him because he would have bonded to anybody that touched him Yeah. So this didn't bother me, but he was super pissed off. And this is very much enemies to lovers, which I wasn't prepared for in this book. I was not expecting it to be that way. I wasn't either, but I liked it. Yeah. He says, I was immortal. He screams in my face, rising up to straddle me. I was respected, uncontested, powerful. You have taken that all away. Now I am doomed to perish, not in battle, not with elder honor, but by weak and sickly human ways. Yeah, I highlighted that too. I was yes. like, oh God, what an insult. He's like, I'm not going to die in battle, but I'm going to die because now I'm a pathetic, weak, sick human like you. Like, oh, yeah, he's and, mad. And every time he realizes something else that he's lost, he gets angrier. He's mad. You know, then he says, my fangs are gone. Gone. He twists around and roars, my tail. And she's like, I'm sorry. And he says to her, you will spend the rest of your days paying for what you have done. We are bounded now, you and I, for as long as we live. Do you realize what that means? If you die, I die. If I die, you do too. Your touch has woven us together irreversibly. There is no escape. We are bonded. And I'm like, oh, that's different this was so sad though because she this was all in her pov yeah i went from one male ruling my life to another in less than a day there's a male and he hates me yes and he he says to her take me to your territory wretch (laughs) yeah well that's what you get for wanting a man Mm-hmm. But, he, you know, he does tell her we need to get moving because the, the femme dragon's hunting him. She can still smell him, even though he's transformed. Tells her if she finds us, she's going to kill us both. Because they're bonded, he's kind of liking her, but he hates that he kind of likes her. Because at one point, they get somewhere, I think, where she's able to, like, take a bath. And doesn't he pick her up and he throws her in the 
pool because my highlight from that was I could not bear the smell of your pheromones any longer. Yeah, that's in the next chapter. He tells yeah. her, I smell your pheromones. And she's like, well, I haven't been able to bathe for two days. He wants her smell to go away so that the femme dragon doesn't smell her. They're going to die if this <laughs> if this female dragon finds them. Well, because now he still smells like a dragon, but he doesn't have the dragon strength and he doesn't look like a dragon. So he's like, the femme dragon is going to keep tracking me until she hooks up with that other alpha dragon that's waking up nearby. So in the meantime, we kind of have to hide because I can't protect any of us from her. Yeah. And he he's talking about her and he says the female human smell is merciful and torturous and with every inhale it gets worse he does absolutely hate the fact that they're bound together and he wants her and she you know she just thinks over and over again he hates me because he does yeah he's not nice (laughs) to her in this book at all well yeah he's not yeah and i thought it was funny because her stomach growls and he looks at her and tips his head like what the hell is that he puts his head down to her stomach and then he licks his stomach her stomach Mm -hmm. And he tells her that noise is made that you just made. It sounds like a dragonling. And she's <laughs> like all, a, a, a baby, <laughs> a baby dragon. So I just have random highlights. Um, basically what happens now that he's a human is they do venture to her village. And as they're venturing, they're kind of getting closer, literally, physically. Uh, the next highlights i have are from chapter 14 chaos burns well i have in chapter 12 how did you not highlight this where he finally can't take it anymore and she's like oh god i'm about to meet a man that hates me and he puts her on her knees and pushes her legs apart and he's really confused he says how do i fill you and she's like what and he goes the deep part of you that takes my cock show me show me he yells i think i was so freaked out reading that because he he was way too aggressive with her when that was happening and he's just like fuck this i'm gonna have sex with her and get this out of my system but then when he goes to force her he doesn't know how because she's not a dragon she's got a human body Yeah, so she finally touches herself where he where her vagina is, and he goes, there? I will not be able to fit. And then he just starts slipping his fingers in her, and she, and she wants it. She's all, try, I beg. And he goes, and tear you open? Do you deserve such pain? Will you suffer it for me? And she's like, well, when a woman gets wet, that's supposed to help you. And he does, he tells her over and over again, you do deserve it for what you have done, little human wretch stealing my immortality and bonding with a male out of your league you deserve it and more but he doesn't do anything to her i was surprised that he stopped well also the femme dragon showed up and he's like don't make any noise she can smell me be quiet Mm -hmm. yeah all right so then what happens you're in chapter 14 well in chapter 14 they do actually they do uh start to get more physical this part i didn't hate it in this book but i usually strongly dislike the virgin trope and the you're untried and you have a barrier and nobody's been here before so i actually like you more now there's no men there's no men to take her barrier well we know that but he doesn't know that he doesn't know that like 
she's got a hymen and that what that is. Well, he thinks everybody has sex. The dragons have sex, even if they don't produce young. So he's shocked that she has not had sex. But the reason she hasn't had sex is there's no men for her to have sex with. But this was my highlight. Pushing my finger against her precious barrier, a dangerously overprotected excitement floods through me this female picked me even though she took away my dragon form she journeyed through a treacherous jungle and touched me although i thought my prick could not get any harder it does diving over her i bite her neck pinning her gnarling her soft skin licking it rapturously before grazing my teeth over her throat mewling fills the air all the while my finger caresses her barrier i will break this i want her (laughs) (laughs) pressing a little harder i will break this and take it from you and make it mine is that not claiming he's claiming her i'm saying i didn't necessarily hate it in this book but i don't in general like you're a virgin and now i feel like you're a little more special because i feel like he really fucking hated her until this point and now he's like oh i'm gonna take this from her like she took my dragon form well again i disagree with you we're really at odds with the interpretation of what's happening here i he's super ancient and primitive i think you have to come from his point of view and the fact that he realizes and she tells him she's never been with anybody before He's all proud that she came into the jungle and picked him. She is going to be his. Now she he's all proud. He still doesn't like her though. He's How do this you know still, that? Because he doesn't. There's stuff that happens after this point where he still like outwardly tells her and acts like he doesn't like her. Like but, the next chapter, he, he says a lot of mean shit to her still. He's like, I will not be taken. I will take you. Your touch has done enough. Okay, but you, you're you forgetting all the part where he's he's kind of fighting that he doesn't want to want her, but he really does because he, he says to her in the previous chapter, little mate, I will go nowhere unless it is to the deepest, tightest part of you to fill you with my seed. I think he, he does want her. I, I just don't agree with you. I think that you need to come from where he's coming from and being an ancient and sure there's a little bitterness there but he is starting to be drawn to her and want her until he comes in her and then i'm like holy crap why because in the next chapter from her point of view she says he makes like a rabid dragon filling me so fully with his seed mounting so deep and firmly that there is nothing i can do but take it and he goes (laughs) to laughed out loud at this party goes relax human i'm almost done and she's like almost done i can't take anymore but he's trying to stuff her with his seed to because the whole reason the dragons awaken is to make sure that they are procreating and so he is trying to make her bear his young he's all don't worry young are guaranteed when you mate with me Mm mm-hmm it's okay for you to disagree with me. It just means you're wrong. But what are you, what's, I can tell by the way you're, I know you. What's going through that head of yours? I don't hate this book. So you're acting like I hate this book and I don't. So okay, I don't don't know why everything I'm saying is like upsetting you or like making you disagree with me. (laughs) So I don't don't know. (laughs) 
Okay. What else happens? I just, like I said, I just don't have notes on what actually happens. I just have highlights of things that stood out to me. What do you have? They're going to her camp. He has a conversation with the femme dragon, which I thought was interesting. Don't have any highlights about that. So you can talk about that. Well, I don't even remember when that happens. When he tells her, so he thinks she may already be pregnant and he tells her to run because the dragon's gonna, the female dragon's gonna find them. And he ends up talking to the female dragon and she says, why do you still smell like a dragon when you look like a man? And he tells her about how when a human touches a dragon, they become human themselves. And he okay. starts, do you I remember did have that part? Yeah, that was chapter 19. I did have highlighting for that. Oh, okay. Yeah, because the femme dragon catches up to them. And so he tells Issa to run and he's going to try to get the femme dragon to leave the most. So that this was kind of nice, actually, because then we figure out how I didn't realize that the comet was cursing not only humans, but it was also cursing dragons until he had this conversation with the femme dragon. I kind of should have been clued in with, with the humans touching the dragon, turns the dragon into a human, but I didn't connect that with the comet curse thing that was happening. I didn't either. Yeah, so that was kind of cool to be like, oh, okay, so n everything on this planet is pretty much affected by the comet. Mm -hmm. Human and the human males are kind of dying off and then the dragons they might be doing okay unless a human touches them and then they're screwed yeah so that interaction was good i don't have any notes about when they go back when they finally get back to her village i, I remember reading it obviously mm -hmm. but i didn't highlight anything from it i mean she gets back to the village she has him Things go okay, I guess. She lives on her own, which right. is nice. I thought for sure she was going to go back to that village and have to go into her family's house. But she lives oh. in her own house, which is good. Yeah, and he's very confused because dragons have big territory. And in the village, the houses are next to each other. And it's a big adjustment for him and for her because she's afraid her village people won't accept him. Mm -hmm. And she's thinks to herself if they don't accept him we're going to have to leave because i won't leave him yeah she does kind of set her foot down and she knows like she needs to stay at the village because she is such a good hunter and she is one of the younger people there's a lot of elderly people in the village she's like they need me right and i can help protect them or provide for them but at the same time i've got my mans now and so right. <laughs> finally yeah, she's like, I, I I will go with him if you guys don't accept him, which is good. Yeah. She stands up for herself and for him. Yeah, they have to have a big uh, town meeting, basically, to decide whether they're going to accept him or not. Yeah, awkward. It is awkward, but I'm sure that's how it would go, right? And then towards the end, he says, oh. my heart burns for you. That was sweet. Mm-hmm. He does finally tell her. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that they, there's no surprise pregnancy, right? Correct. Okay. The epilogue, I don't have anything highlighted from the epilogue, actually. And the epilogue is titled The Beginning. Well, it's where he tells them, and I was really surprised that they're okay with this. Chaos tells them, I'm going to take over your tribe and you're going to be under my protection. And, you know, once he... They talk about the children and he's like, we're going to have a lot of children. He all of a sudden 
is taking this entire village, quote unquote, under his wing, I guess, right? Oh, yeah. He has the conversation with the grandfather. Mm -hmm. And the grandfather says, you hold my granddaughter's hand. What do you have in mind for her? This is his answer. Oh, my God. To mate her, breed her, and protect her and our brood until our lives end. Mm-hmm. It's like, and oh like my it. gosh, a little forward. Grandfather also says, would you breed with other females in our tribe? And I thought, oh my God. And he's like, never. And the grandfather's mm-hmm. all good. And it, then he tells him, I accept you as one of us. Yeah. So basically the book ends with them going back to her home, which is now their home. Yes. And it says, our people cheer as he lifts me into his arms and carries me off into the night, his mouth still on mine, to our home, where our journey truly begins and the kissing never ends. And then after the epilogue It's in the author's note where she says, if you haven't already, keep on going with Tiffany Roberts, Poppy Reese, and Amanda Milo's amazingly sexy dragon books in the Venus Needs Men series. I did look to see what the next book was. There is another book, and it's this book is about her friend, right, in the village that she took her brother to and the water dragon. And I thought to myself, are you telling me that this poor femme dragon, she's supposed to go to the water dragon because he's chaos is telling her this guy's even stronger and bigger than I am. You'll have many healthy babies calling you go find him. And she takes off to go find him. But it looks like in the next book, her friend ends up with him. And I thought, oh my God, this poor femme dragon. She's never going to get freaking laid. So it's funny that you say that because I actually read the next book in this series. What? You did? So the next book is called To Mate a Dragon. And yes, it's with her friend, Ada. Uh And that water dragon that he felt rising nearby. It's not the enemies to lovers. He pretty quickly accepts her as a mate. That poor femme dragon. She ends up hooking up with like a beta dragon. I don't know that I'll read it. I was going to read it because I liked this book. But then I thought, oh my God, I can't go through another reading where this poor femme dragon doesn't get her mate yanked out from under her. She does. She gets the short end of the alpha dragon stick in this series because she does eventually get her own dragon and you see it in this book. All right. And it. They say how they spot like a baby dragon in the distance flying around. Oh, so wait, you... don't tell me because I w- maybe I will read it. But I think also, too, because I read that book, it le- it lent more into my hatred of the brother because the brother's oh. a big old douchebag in that book. Oh, see, I don't know that. No so it just agree. but I already didn't like him going into it. So so what do would you rate this? I would give this one four stars. I liked it. I do like enemies to lovers and they were pretty hot together when they do start hooking up and it was super fast. It's less than 200 pages. I liked the characters. I mean, I didn't really have like a ton of complaints for this book. And like I said, Mm -hmm. I've read the second book immediately. So that's so funny. I'm surprised you did. I also would give this four wet panties. I really, really liked this book. I like the fact that it 
their interaction was different because he's an ancient. I liked it for a lot of reasons. I did feel bad for the female dragon, but I'm like, oh boy, they better run. I did really enjoy it. I thought it was good. I liked the fact too that it was short and we could finish it quickly for the podcast but I, I did kind of plow right through this book because I did enjoy it it was an easy read and it was kind of plot was kind of simple like definitely compared to the last book yeah it's mostly just her finding the dragon and them venturing back to her village mm-hmm. so it was much easier to read and follow along and kind of get lost in things that are happening I wonder what's causing that red comet i don't know but i do like the name of this series because it makes me think of venus like the planet and it makes yeah. me think men are from mars women are from venus yes and venus is my planet the <laughs> goddess of love it is being a taurus so mm -hmm. you know maybe i'll read the next book i don't know i started our next book for the podcast last night okay i'm reading that right now too it's pretty dark at the beginning so you got to get through like the first couple little bits for it to not be so dark yeah that's fine i don't care and then i'm reading i'm also reading magical midlife challenge by kf brain which is book six the magical midlife series that she has out so i guess there's seven books in that series so far mm, and I, okay. i'm still I got turned off from her after that series we did for the podcast well i did too but i had already started reading part of this magical midlife crisis series of hers and i really like it it's funny it's stupid the characters are ridiculous it's about gargoyles so i i enjoy okay. it enough to keep reading it and the the alpha male in the book is sexy and hot enough to keep reading it too well because in that series each book is the same two main characters isn't it yes okay yeah it's her coming into her power and then her trying to keep her get her her clan getting together and her trying to figure out how to use her magic okay yeah i'm not reading anything right now other than the book for the podcast yeah, i figured well that, i would just that's a longer one so i figured i yeah. would just focus on that yes and we are going to split that one into podcasts because it is such a long book by the moon we fall by ashton abbott yeah and i don't I don't think I've read anything by that person before. Yeah, it's funny because I was looking at my Goodreads and I was like, oh, damn, I think I've read everything she's written. She hasn't written a lot, but I'm oh. pretty sure I've read everything she's written. <laughs> oh, no kidding. Oh, well, so far I have no comment about it. I, you know, I'm, I can read it. So that's half the battle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, I have nothing else to say. That's about it. All right. Well, this was a short one, but, you know, that's good. All right. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. All right. Thanks. You too. All right. Bye, honey. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Bonded Books podcast. You can rate and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Our email is bondedbookspodcast at gmail.com and check the show notes for a link to all of our social media. Mm -hmm.